Welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast, the one and only fitness and nutrition podcast that goes way beyond just training and nutrition. I'm your host, Cody McBroom, and today with me, I have Dr. Brandon Roberts, the Chief Science Officer of Tailored Coaching Method. What you're about to hear is this week's research review. Every single week, we're going to bring you a short 10 to 20 minute podcast breaking down one specific topic diving into all the research and teaching as much as possible and giving you application takeaways to use this for a science-based approach. So stay tuned and get ready for this week's research review. So today we're going to dive into full or partial range of motion for hypertrophy. So for those listening, this this debate or this conversation or this question... Um, battle, you could say, is basically the idea of if we're trying to target hypertrophy, so uh, muscle growth, uh, even for those who maybe don't want to get quote unquote bigger, your goal is fat loss. Like you still kind of want to train for hypertrophy for the most part. Um, If your goals are aesthetic, this is what we're talking about, but we're going to use the term hypertrophy. Is it better to train a full range of motion or partial range of motion? So in the case of a full back squat versus a box squat, for example, um, or a leg extension that you allow your, your quadricep to like, so for example, on my leg extension machine, I will scoot forward on purpose because then I can actually get more flexion on my knee at the bottom, which means that my quad gets a little more stretched and then I can fully extend and I purposely lock out my knee because if I wasn't to lock out at the top or allow that full flexion at the back end to create a big stretch, I'm not going through a full range of motion, right? I even, and there, I believe there's you can correct me, but I'm pretty sure there's a study that showed this, um, set my seat back. So I actually lean back in the leg extension a little bit so that I have, um, almost a little bit of extension. I'm not in extension, but less flexion. I'm not leaning forward. My hip flexors aren't in a 90 degree angle. I'm leaning back. I scoot the seat way back. Um, because that even allows a little bit more of a stretch in, in places of full range of motion. Same reason why seated leg curls, you might want to lean forward over the pad and create a bigger stretch at the bottom or a deficit RDL. All these tactics are really just encouraging or expanding range of motion even more so. So we're trying to create a bigger range of motion. Um, and, and we haven't gone over this, so you may actually tell me I'm wrong, so we'll find out. But I, <laughs> I like full range of motion better. I'm a bigger fan of it. It makes a lot more sense. And really what we're talking about here is should you focus on creating as big of a range of motion as possible or a partial range is okay? And the only reason to do partials for most people's argument is because maybe you can lift heavier. Maybe you can squeeze out more volume. Maybe you get a better pump because you're just doing a bunch of small reps. And um, maybe there's a point to that. And I have some takeaways, I think, on both sides that I'll cover at the end of this. But um, Brandon dug into the research. uh, So I'll let you kind of dive into what you found. I know you pulled up multiple studies and kind of tell us what is better, full or partial range. Yeah. So uh, I think you, you made some really good examples. So leg extension, bicep curls, and squats all have studies with hypertrophy outcomes. There's also one with um, triceps, and that's the one that goes against the full range of motion being better idea. Um, and so the, the studies that we'll highlight, one of them, uh, the tricep studies is Goto et al. So it's from 2019. And they basically found that partial range of motion in a skull crusher, so laying supine, doing a tricep extension, kind of imagine yourself doing that, is better when you go um, partial range of motion. And the reason for that is because you lose some um, kind of tension on your muscles when you lock out your triceps um, in that position. Now, if you're leaning over, if it's opposite um, and you're doing like rope pushdowns, you don't lose the same type of um, kind of contraction. So you can modify exercises to, to be better, uh, but that's the only study that shows, hey, 
partial range of motion may be better. Um, now, on the flip side of that, there are three or four different studies that show, hey, um, if we're doing bicep curls and we go all the way down, right? You get a full extension, come back up. It's super annoying and I hate it. Um, you can get like 20% more hypertrophy in your biceps, like versus like a half rep. That and feel, that's I feel like that's pretty significant. That it is, it's pretty big. Um, there's another study that did, I think that got like five to 10% in the biceps or sorry, in the, the leg extensions. So again, you're like the way you describe doing your leg extensions is like the perfect way. Um, you want a full range of motion. You want to keep tension. You want to stretch it as not as much as you can, but a, a lot. So you're activating the full length of muscle. Um, so leg extension, bicep curls, good for full range of motion. Squats also uh, doing full squats. There's a study that compared full squats to quarter squats. Um, there is an interesting note that when you're looking at strength, so not hypertrophy, strength, uh, you are better in the range of motion that you work out in. So that's the other caveat to this range of motion uh, kind of argument in general. But for hypertrophy, the group that did the full squats had more muscle growth. Um, so there was even a meta-analysis that looked at these, and I think there's like they pulled 16 studies and I, I had to relook at the meta-analysis because I don't know if there's that many. Um, but basically they summarized the literature, did a meta-analysis and found that full range of motion was better for hypertrophy. Um, so that's the kind of studies, the literature, the main two studies are um, McMahon, uh, Pinto and Goto. And so those are the ones I kind of look at and really liked. Yeah. Um... I think uh, some some things to just throw out at people that they can kind of grasp to like uh, old Poliquin quote actually matches up with what you just said too is uh, the quote was strength is gained in the range it's trained which makes sense specificity right and this is also why um, people might ask like well why would you have basketball players do box squats instead of full squats and like well some of them are seven feet tall first of all second of all because nobody squats ass to grass when they go for a rebound they do a quarter, maybe a half squat, most likely a quarter squat. Um, you know, if there's any value in, in full squats for a basketball player, it's probably actually from a hypertrophy perspective, just to put on some muscle in the off season to give them some weight, you know, to play on the court. Um, but again, like that's a, like it's, it's cool that it's proven by studies, but it's also like very obvious in some of those scenarios, right? The triceps one's not so much, um, but that makes sense. There's different heads of the triceps. So that's cool. That makes sense that it would be that way. Um, I also know, for example, if anybody uh, can do this, uh, if you take a, uh, like if you do a push down on a cable, but you don't put a rope or a bar or anything on it, you just grab the, uh, what are those things called? I like the hook for it. Yeah, yeah whatever it's about. called. There's a word for it, but it's like the little ball thing with a hook. But if you grab just that and, and you can do it two arm, you can do it crossing the cables or you can just do a single arm, but you actually go into a full push down and then you hyperextend your shoulder and you actually pull your shoulder into retraction your tricep will light up even more. And part of that reason is because, again, if we're encouraging a full range of motion there, we're going to let a tricep stretch completely by bringing our hand all the way up and almost like doing like a curl. And then when we push down, we're going to get into a full contraction. And part of the tricep's job is a little bit of shoulder extension from an anatomical perspective. So that's a great example of, of uh, an exercise. And it's cool that you said the skull crusher because it's the opposite. You're, it's more of a stretch focus movement. You're hands are going your jo shoulder joints going over your head and deflection you know um 
but that's a good example of just making that s- simple change because I know that when we go into that full extension of the shoulder blades at the end of a pushdown, it like is a significant difference. And I know I'm like highlighting it, but people listening, please go do this because your your triceps will light up so much if you just squeeze and just pull them back a little bit. Like it, when I figured that out, it was a game changer. It just I could feel them so much more. And um, whether or not you know it increases volume and like leads to muscle growth even more than the other way, just feeling it more motivates you. So like I mean, there is value in the pump outside of anything else. But, um, that would be a scenario where I actually don't mind doing partials either is in, and I'll get your uh, opinion on this and it's probably going to be more of an experience based thing. Um, but I remember doing a mountain dog program. So John Meadows for anybody listening and, uh, he would have these like quarter rep partials at the end of certain sets on a certain week. So it would be like doing hammer curls and on your final set, after you finish your full 10 reps, you do as many quarter reps on the bottom of the range as you possibly can. Now, you finish your 10th rep, and you're basically smoked. You've already done 10 full range of motion curls for three sets. You're already kind of there. And then you sit there, and you just barely bend your elbow. Like, you're literally just doing these little quarter reps at the bottom, which f- sounds so ridiculous. But your tricep or your biceps literally burn so much. And he would do it on the bottom of a push-up or a lateral raise where you're just barely moving your arms next to your sides. And it seems kind of funny, but... Um, two things I take away from here. Maybe that does help me squeeze out a little bit more mechanical tension and volume on my tricep or my shoulders or my biceps or whatever I'm doing that I wouldn't have done if I did those normal sets, right? Even if I could have taken that 10 to maybe 12 or 15, but I squeeze out 20 quarters, maybe. The other side of this is some of the bro techniques like that are just fun. So sometimes burning up the muscle just to get a gnarly pump tons of blood flow and just feel like you're just demolishing something. It's just good for your mental ability to train hard and just get after it. So uh, I do think there's value in those sometimes, but I, but I want to highlight the fact that it's not a scientific method or reasoning. It's purely because there's nothing more fun than getting a gnarly pump in the gym. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I came home the other day and like I had done a couple finishers um, and my wife was like, do you work out? And I was like, can you tell? She's like, yeah. I was like, that's because I got a sweet pump. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best thing. You can still tell. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, I, I like that. I, I think, you know, especially at the end of a, of a workout or end of a, a exercise, a, adding those advanced techniques, what, what people call them, the bro stuff, um, you know, like a drop set or like some partials or something like there's nothing wrong with that. Cause you're not like, you're not going to do anymore after that set. So you might as well get the most out of it as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, unless there's one caveat, of course, unless it interferes with like your next exercise. Yeah. Right. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to interrupt like the, say you did triceps and then you're going to do, I don't know, some pull downs or something. And for some reason they interact, right. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't want to do it then, but otherwise, um, yeah, feel free to kind of throw in those, those finishers um, and, and advanced techniques. I think the other, time to do partial range of motion is around injuries mm. right so like if it hurts to do a full range of motion don't don't do it yeah. <laughs> or like maybe you know when you had your not you but maybe you had an acl injury right they work back in partial range of mo- motion increments mm-hmm. so there are instances where um, maybe it's not a, a hardcore injury like acl tear or something where you can work around those injuries and, and use partial range of motion just because that's the best thing you can do for right then. And that's okay. You yeah. Know? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, there's a, there's a guy, uh, and I'm, I don't even care. I'm just going to, uh, use his name cause I don't, I don't mind kind of slamming him for it, but, uh, Joel Seedman and he's been getting a lot of, uh, 
flack thrown at him by people who are much more evidence-based in my opinion um, and it's a problem because his name is Dr. Joel Seaman so a lot of people buy into it and he trains NFL players so but he's, he uses a lot of techniques and in, in, has a lot of claims that just are not backed up by science at all right and he tried and it's very clickbaity I mean there was one where he was talking about his athlete built 17 pounds of muscle in six weeks um, and everybody freaked out and then he came out with another thing talking about like well you know he had an injury and he was hospital ridden all stuff and it's like oh well okay so he had muscle replenishment of glycogen and hydration because he didn't train for three you know what I mean like there, there was a completely different scenario you left that part out um, or, and he often talks about how uh, partial range of motions and in not going beyond 90 degrees is much better for hypertrophy and for strength, as well as injury prevention for his athletes, which is where I think it's really bad. And, and Mike uh, Isertel actually debated him and then did a whole YouTube video on it. So check that out because it was, yeah, I was kind of surprised that he did a YouTube video breaking down why all of Joel Seaman's stuff was bullshit, but it was really informative and I think it's important for people to watch. I don't like the idea of slamming somebody publicly. However, I do think it's important because it's false information and it's and it's doing fancy things that seem really cool and sexy and because he has Terry Crews doing it, everybody jumps on it, but that's just not what you should be doing. And, you know, Mike made a really good point of the injury prevention thing where um, if you're training in partial range of motions to avoid injury during training, Maybe that makes sense, but what happens when you're on the field or the court and your body has to go into a full range of motion because you're resisting getting hit or you're slamming, you're sprinting, you're cutting, you're changing directions, anything like that, you're going to hurt yourself more because your body has zero strength in those end ranges that you're forced into when you're on the field because you can't control your range of motion on the field. You're playing a sport, you know, and that's where I think people have to consider as well as is from a functionality perspective even if you are using partials, full range of motion is probably going to be better for a functionality perspective because you're taking your joints through a range of motion that is going to allow them to do more in life, period. Um, and like you said, partials versus uh, full range shouldn't be the argument. It should be like whether or not to add partials as an advanced technique after you accomplish all the volume and full range of motion if you can squeeze out a little bit extra, you know? Because realistically, it's just burnout sets. Like if you're not going to do anything else anyway, don't replace your full range of motion sets, but maybe add on to it for fun. That might advance your, your results further, but you're not, you're not substituting anything here. You're just adding on top of, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I will throw out one other thing that sometimes comes up um, is site-specific hypertrophy. So the idea that if you did a partial, you could focus on a different part of your muscle. Mm. Um, that is true. Uh, however, muscles generally grow in the weakest area first. Um, usually it's the middle, right? Uh, so there are some studies that show that if you do partial range of motion, you can make your muscle grow at a certain place more, but we don't really like want to look like that. And I don't know how feasible it is because usually they're like untrained people um, or how important it is over the long term, right? So like site-specific hypertrophy is not a good reason to use partials. It may happen as a byproduct and that's okay, but like don't try to make the top of your biceps bigger by doing like just the middle range of motion. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah. That's, that, I see that sometimes. I, I would even say like sometimes uh, in, in, I don't have any science to back this up. This is just my thought process. Joint positioning would probably influence that just as much, if not more. Like I think there's even like a leg extension study where it's like pointing your toes in while you're doing leg extension may not cause more hypertrophy, but it may be more specific to a certain head of the quadricep, right? Um, and, and obviously, you know, seated leg curl versus a lying leg curl or an RDL, like all these different things, they're, they're placing tension in different places of the hamstring because 
we're doing a hip hinge, which is stretch based. We're doing a leg curl, which is a shortened a muscle shortening, a contraction based movement. Um, but we're also doing one with hips extended. We're doing one with hips flex. Like these things play a big role as well. Um, and I would say changing the variety of your joint angles throughout the week while training your muscles multiple times, or even if you're just doing a leg day and you do lying and seated, you're hitting the muscle from different areas in full ranges of motion versus partials. I think that would probably be, in my opinion, the best route to take. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, it's, it's important to have different exercises in your program so that you get those different components. Mm -hmm. Um, like don't just do the same exact exercises every single workout, right? You need a little variation, not much, but a little bit, right? So maybe like for leg day right now, I'm doing maybe a perfect example, uh, leg press and RDLs one day, and then deadlift and squats on my other leg day. Right. Yep. Very complimentary. Mm -hmm. And seems to be working well. So uh, that's kind of like one way I'll do some of that exercise manipulation. Yeah. That's like a, and I do that very often. I think that's like, a, I would consider that a hypertrophy focused daily undulated periodization almost, right? Like I do um, seated leg curls one day, lying leg curls another day, right? I do yeah. um, same thing. I do like a, my back squat on one day and then I do like a, a, a split squat variation that's somewhat similar because uh, I don't have machines here um, but we do that I do that with rows I do that with all kinds of things um, and you can just change things slightly I do a uh, incline hammer curl one day and I do a barbell supinated grip curl another day right overhead tricep extension which now I'm going to do partial ranges because I learned that today yeah. um, which you know what's funny is it actually makes sense because I was doing partials with a uh, guy that owns a gym out in San Diego when I was down there doing some content with them and stuff and we were doing overhead tricep extensions and I was talking to him about how I hate overhead tricep extensions. I never feel my triceps nearly as much. And part of it is because I can't load it up very heavy because that lockout is very difficult for me. Well, now I know I'm just going to crank up the weight a little bit and maybe stick with partials and see if I get a little bit more out of it. Um, and I would prefer a skull crusher as well. I just never like an overhead cable extension as much. I don't know if it's, it's my yeah, I... flexibility or what, but yeah, it's never been my favorite. Yeah, me either. So, um, okay. So takeaway for me is that, uh, Partial suck, full range of motion is way better. Um, no, I'm just playing. Uh, full range of motion outperforms partials 90% or more of the time when it comes to hypertrophy. And I would probably throw out functionality. I don't think you can do a study on that, but I would say it's probably best for injury prevention as long as you don't have a current injury. Like you said, if you have an injury, rehabbing around it, I've torn my meniscus and ACL, so I've had multiple surgeries on my knee, and that's exactly what we did. We started with partials and we worked up to doing full range of motion. So it makes sense, but in most cases, full range of motion should probably be what we're targeting. And then if you have the time and the energy and you can do a little bit more volume so you can recover from it, throw in some partials, some drop sets, some fun stuff like that because it just makes it intense and fun at the end of a set or end of on your last set of multiple sets. Um, and it can add to, but it doesn't replace um, the full range of motion. Do you have anything to add to that? No, nailed it again. That's, that's solid. Perfect. Um, well, as always, guys, thank you for listening. If you have any research topics or things you want us to dive into the research on, click the link in the description that says Ask Boom Boom. You can ask us anything. You can throw out topics, whatever you want, and we will dive into the research and we'll bring it to you next time. <laughs> <laughs>